Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. That's right, we're back live at the Academy where we're going to discuss everything Star Trek, including just Picard Season 3, which is on fire, the latest episode. It's me, Dimitri Zertos. I am back, baby, feeling better than ever, feeling like a new man, because it's springtime here in New York, the weather's great, went out, played some golf today, fucking fantastic. Yes, that's my first F-Bob, my only F-Bob will be during this broadcast maybe you know and i'm warning like everyone what's behind the door but we're not going to get into that yet because first i need to introduce my co-host the man who unfortunately watches wrestling a lot and is probably wondering what the heck did they do the man who loves new japan pro wrestling which i don't know why he does but he does <laughs> my friend john Enright, big john what is going on brother uh, sir, I have not watched wrestling since the week before because Easter week I was like, nope, no, nope, I don't blame we, you. We didn't I do anything. You, uh, I didn't record. They I didn't took, do anything. They I'm took like, a giant crap on the fans on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> look, I don't even mess with Raw. Like, I that's just SmackDown, so I don't even mess with Raw. And so I was like, eh, all right. And then, uh, and then of course, of course, uh, it was announced. Either yesterday because I've seen it a bit, but our man Lance Archer is in the New Japan tournament to see who's going to be the number one contender for Kenny Omega. So uh, he faces Juice Robinson in mm-hmm. about a month or so at a pay per view, and then the Tanahashi and somebody else are wrestling for that other semifinal match, and then the winner of those two matches will wrestle together, and then they'll face Kenny at Dominion. So, uh, hey, okay, Lance Archer, we got this. You got this, dude. Lance um, should beat everybody in five minutes. Yeah, he's he's facing Juice Robinson. Look, look, Lance will just destroy. Him. I mean, I mean, sir. I mean, like, 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 in all honesty, listen, I get it. Juice is, I, I like Juice. Ju- Juice mm-hmm. is, you know, he's got a lot of character. You know, he did the whole promo. You know, I'm gonna roll a mf'er up. You know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. roll him up, roll him up. You know, which was that was good. Okay. Guess what? Lance should big boot, power bomb, mm-hmm. whatever. Done. One, two, three. End of match. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Well, the only thing I can see, because Juice is now Bullet Club, right? So, and Lance yeah, is yeah, technically he's without he's a faction. Take, take nine millimeter, shoot Lance in the knee. Yeah. Maybe like, he's have a chance to win. Right. Or, or like Bullet Club comes out with a whole bunch of, you know, chairs and shit and beat the, you know, beats them up like that. And so... That's because New Japan doesn't allow the cues. Um, so yeah, guys can run out and hit people with chairs all they want. Are you serious, dude? It's like sometimes they just do it. Like, uh, wait, isn't that a DQ? Oh wait, this is Japan. Never mind. <laughs> it's it's, it's anarchy, man. It's, it, look, sometimes it is anarchy, but like you know, David Finley is now the leader of Bullet Club, which is super weird. I'm not gonna lie. 
that one kind of threw me off guard. Um, they kicked out ELP, you know. Um, so El Fantasmo is uh, factionless now. Lance Archer is factionless. So the only like this is the only way logically it makes sense to me is that Bullet Club messes with Lance, and that's how Juice goes over. Mm. That's that's the only thing I can think of that logically makes any sense because that protects Lance because he's a big guy and you have to have three or four other people to come help out, you know, and, and take him down. And then because there's you and, the, and this is a New Japan booking though, so it's not AEW. So AEW have a little bit of a say, but it's New Japan say, really. Yeah, but here's the thing though, but does New Japan want to here's the thing. If I'm Tony Khan, I don't want my guys looking weak over there. Well, but I'm here's the thing. Simple. But here's the thing. New Japan loves Lance, and Japan loves Lance. Like, so if you're going to win this tournament first, basically. Look, look. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. You know, I mean, who I would love to see Kenny Omega versus Lance Archer. I think so, too. I think that would be a really unique um, uh, story. And I mean, I don't think it's ever happened. I think that would be a great matchup. You mm-hmm. know, um, uh, so, you know, and I mean, really, if you think about it, Juice and Lance have both held the title um before i think uh, lance took it off juice to win it so uh i mean this is you know it's it's an interesting aspect for me but you know i i like i said i haven't really been keeping up with a lot of it lately because i've been enjoying easter and all that kind of fun stuff and in the holidays so i just was like you know what Mm. No, i made sure to get my picard in before we left for easter there you go and then and then you know because it was like Real late night Thursday night, and I looked at Jacob like, "Let's let's just do Picard because if not, we're not gonna." He goes, "Yep, yep." So we got up and we did it. So we watched last week's Picard, and we got it done. And we're caught up, right? We're not. We did the Dominion, you know, review, Mm -hmm. right? And so we just we just have uh, surrender to talk about, right? Surrender. Yeah, yeah. All right. Like I said, it's like my brain has been so turned off that I'm just like, surrender is surrender is what's behind the door. Right, yeah, and um, you'll understand my uh, reference for my name uh, when later in the show when we talk about um, <laughs> when we talk about surrender. Um, yes. So, solid. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there's that. <laughs> that was, was, yeah, look, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, so let's let's talk about that real quick before we get into the news. Sure. You know, a lot of people have commented on the cursing. And Picard and like Star Trek in general and stuff like that. That every now and then they'll throw an S bomb or an F bomb or whatever. And um, you know, they're like, Oh, this isn't the spirit of Trek. I was like, since when? Like, since when? Like, this is a platform that they've been able to do what they want, and these are real people in real situations, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's it, you're you mean to tell me this is like this is like when I got so pissed at my dad when we watched Instant Family. About you know Mark Wahlberg and he you know him and his wife adopt this teenage girl and then she has younger kids and then the girl wants to get back you know with the mom but the mom isn't really in a place to take care of him and they're fighting and it's just a whole thing and at the end of the movie they all become a family right mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing and it's an, an incredible adoption story based on a true story and you know we're talking about it. I cried in the movie like three times it's just it's a real it's a real tearjerker it's a good like you know feel good film mm-hmm. film. And we're leaving the theater. We're talking about it. And my dad, you know, we're all talking about what we liked about it. My dad's like, I didn't like it. Like, well, why not? Well, they curse too much. I'm like, dad, there was like one, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't agreed. He goes, 
no, they curse too much. Real people don't do that. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> like I got super, I got super hot at my dad. Like, I yeah, I was getting mad. I was getting super pissed. And so then, <laughs> you know, my mom changed the subject or whatever. And but yeah, like so people who are saying it's the same things. Like these are real people. If you stop and think about it in a real situation, yeah, yeah. I look. I try not to curse very often, but there are times where I get put in a situation, and the only thing you can do is you just let one rip, mm-hmm. and that's you know sometimes that's cathartic, and you just gotta yeah. do it. Yes, know? it is. And, yes, and it so, is. or it's the only way you know how to express the situation that you're in at the moment. And so, you know, it, it happens. It, it's it's yeah. real, you know. So, um, so people who want to complain about Picard and the language and Star Trek and what they're doing, um, then get off your ass. And go write something, and go exactly. be creative, yeah. and go you know don't sit for the sidelines to take pot shots, you know. And uh, but but here's the thing though the the thing with the swearing though is that when people lost their minds when Stewart said it in the bar talking about his ten hour ordeal when mm-hmm. he was telling that story to Jack, right? You need to understand something that in that in that situation he just got told by Riker that he just killed everybody on the ship right he thinks he's spending his last few moments with his son and he's telling a story where he was on a shuttle for 10 hours and he just i would do the same thing too i would have said for 10 effing hours and i tell you i popped when he said the f-bomb i thought that was yeah perfect timing to say it if you're going to swear make sure it counts for something and that was a good time to use it. And that was a total improv thing. You know, Terry Terry Metallus admitted to it that that was improv, that, that Patrick Stewart improv that. Right. So to all the fans that were bitching about the right, bitch to Patrick Stewart about it. He was the one that put it in there. He's the one that said, you know what? Yeah. Let me improv this. Because it felt real. It felt right. Yeah. It felt in the moment. Yeah, you know, you know, that's and that, and that's the thing. People forget that kind of thing. That you know, oh my gosh, this is this is a you know a real thing. This is what's going on. So you know, I look at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot. Just enjoy the moment. Exactly. Um, enjoy the moment. It, it it's really that kind of thing <clears throat> that we we I think. People tend to take for granted the fact that this is a um, this is a entertainment aspect. Enjoy mm-hmm. for what it is. Stop trying to take um, you know. Stop trying to take you know everything out of it. Stop trying to make it what you want or what you think. Create your own thing. Do a fan created thing. You know, go mm-hmm. do something else. You know, stop stop complaining. Yeah, yeah. You you can you can be like Axnar or Star Trek mm-hmm. continues. Yeah. And you can do your thing where you don't want swearing, fine. There won't be any swearing in it. Right. But, you know, they've given us some of the best Trek ever in Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and this season of Picard. Mm-hmm. Stop bitching about it. Yeah. Yeah. They just, people will find stuff to bitch about no matter yeah. what. You cannot please everybody. So, guess what? Ignore the what the vocal what point, not even one, not even one percent. Yeah, less than half of a percent, or less than one of a one of a percent. Yeah. Okay, guys, just stop it. Yeah, and stop reading what what critics are saying. Like, uh, I just saw that like 
Um, they gave the, the critics gave the Super Mario like a fifty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but everybody who goes sees it gives it like a ninety six percent. Right? Look, take just enjoy the movie or the show or whatever it is for your own. Make your own opinion, and if you like it, great. If you didn't, cool. But don't bitch about it. Enjoy exactly. it for what it is, and don't let other people determine your enjoyment of it. Like really, just do that. So, like I haven't seen. Look, I haven't seen Super Mario. I haven't seen John Wick. I haven't seen Shazam. I haven't seen, look, all these movies that are out right now that are really good that everybody's been like, oh, it's okay, great. I haven't seen any of them right now. Um, Avatar, I'm not going to see. That's three hours. I'm going to watch that at my house where I can pause and go pee if I need to. Take it, was, bump, it, was, it was a sequel 13 years in the making, Avatar. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I look, yeah, like, apparently Edie Falco forgot she was in the movie because she filmed her bit four years ago. Oh and she thought it had already come out or whatever. She didn't know that this was the same movie that she had filmed. It, like, oh. legit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, this is crazy. That's but, like, crazy, you know, it's it's one of those things, like, I'll, I'll get to them when I get to them. Yeah. I'll watch them when I want. And when Anything. I do, cool. You know, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, there's, so, like, Shazam, I kind of want to see in the theater because I feel like that's a theater movie. Um, Super Mario, eh, I'll watch that at home. I think mm-hmm. I think that'll be fun to do at home. But you know, John Wick, I want to see in the theater. That's exactly. you know. I'll say, I'll say this. I watched. I just watched. I'm three years late to the party, but I watched House of Gucci. Hmm. I excellent movie. Done very well. The story, and it's it's based on a true story. I mean, hmm. it, it, the guy that was in charge of Gucci got shot and killed by his ex-wife, and she was so. I liked it. Now, people have seen it and they didn't like it. Well, guess what? Okay. Yes, that, that That's you. The movie, I mean, this movie, it was very... Yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't a lot, you know, of like popping circumstances. It told the story. Right. It kind of stayed true to the story and it told it. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a great movie. Look. Also, they... too, I just want to let you... Oh, Yeah. Magic, magic, Star it. Trek shit posting. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, gross and morally bankrupt. That's us. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, that, that would qualify for us. Well, I guess speaking about that and doing our little mini rant about Picard, let's uh, and other things that we talked about. Let's, I guess, go ahead and get into the news because we we're going to talk about some of that stuff. Also, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we get to the news, okay. Shout out to Admiral Richards. Taking yeah. his first steps in the ocean. So, yeah. so happy to see that. That's good for Stevie. Glad yeah. to see him on the road to recovery very quick, you know. So yeah. And Christy for you know taking care of him, you know, and, and making sure he's good. And you know, you know, God bless her too. You know, yeah, she's I mean, been a trooper taking care of him. Yeah. I saw she posted that she's the first time in two months she's been in the gym because you know, just taking care of him. And you know, look. You know, to be able to do that, you know, they the, like the epitome of the vows. When I tell people in, in, in sickness and in health, that's the epitome of that right there. Yeah, yeah, so shout out to her as well. And, you know, for taking care of Stevie and making sure he she she is beautiful on the outside, even more beautiful on the inside. Bingo, bingo. And so and then, uh, hey, by the way, uh, Chrissy, if you're if you're watching or, or Steve, if you're watching and let her know, my kid wants to get into voice acting. So maybe uh you know, if Christy wants to, you know, 
let him give him some tips, you know, it'd be helpful, you know. But we're we're looking, we're we're talking, you know, it's he's a year out, so we're talking college and other ideas and things he wants to do. So he's waffled. He wanted to be a welder in trade school. Now he wants to do voice acting and maybe do sound engineering or something like you that. Should- he should, he should stick to the wall because I made a lot of money doing that. <laughs> Look, I told him that. I said. Seriously. But, and then, and then, then, then on top of it, if he wants to, he can, you know, he can, if he wants, he can help your father out with the classic cars, do all that good stuff, man. I mean, that's. Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on our drive home yesterday, or um, Sunday. Um, like one, one route he could go, like if he wanted to do sound engineering, right? He could do sound engineering. I said, you could create your own studio. You know how to lathe you know how to do wood working you know how to weld you could build your own sound studio and create something that would work that you can use but then in turn you can rent out the equipment and everything for other people to come in and they're paying you to use the equipment yeah i said that's i mean that's money right there for business Mm -hmm. you know i mean think about it how many people are always looking for sound studios for stuff all the time. All the time. I said, and you know how to build your own. You can create it. You can do whatever you need to. And I said, if you learn sound engineering and sound production, you know, you could go that route. And then you know how to build. So if you need to create something for your studio, you know how to weld it and put it together, tack it together, and, you know, throw some That's wood it, on yeah. it. And look, there you go. And uh, so it's, it's really, you know, it, it doesn't mean you, you don't don't have these tools in your toolbox that you can't use you still can it's mm-hmm. just a matter of directing where you want to go and exactly. i mean he's 17 get look yeah yes yeah he's he's <laughs> he's still learning like did i know what i want to do yeah i was called at 12 to be in ministry so i had a little bit better idea of what i mm-hmm. wanted to do did, but did i really like i knew i needed to do something when i went to college because my college was in a bible college so well let me do broadcasting i'll do that that works so because i you know one i thought from the standpoint I do broadcasting one it'll help with my public speaking and all that kind of stuff and just continue to improve that skill but two um churches were starting to get into the broadcast like tv and media teams and things like this so it's like well that makes me valuable as a minister and as a media team member i could create videos and, and all that kind of stuff so and uh you know that got me in the door for a few places for that reason so you know it, it's important to be you know i told him Having all those skill sets only makes you a more valuable employee. You, you know? gotta be, you gotta be like a chameleon. Yeah. So, you know, and but you know, right now he's doing his thing. He's, we're, we're, I'm letting him drive as often as possible. He's working. You know, he works this weekend, five to nine on Friday, and then eleven to eight Saturday, and then three to eight on Sunday. So, Dang. yeah. So he's doing that subway thing. So he's getting it in there. He's he's making it happen. So and and so far he's been you know he's been real good. He did he did uh <laughs> coming home Sunday. Um he uh, he hit the curb real good. Uh, <laughs> scratched up the rim on the truck real bad. Oh dang the, man! Uh, like he didn't hit it. He like scraped the curb, and it wasn't like a curb where we needed to turn. It was a curb before you get to the turn. But oh. it was like it's like. Why are you so like? Oh, that's uh, some serious curb rash right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm like, like the rim is just real scratched up, and I'm going like, and it happened. I was like, Jesus! Like I just reacted like Jesus, and like I just I, was like, I can't I'm like, calm down. Oh, My bad, man. you know. And it's like we're good. So <laughs> it was so you know, it, July can't come soon enough. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I love him, but July came soon enough. Oh, shoot, uh, man, shoot. <clears throat> well, if anything else, it's just to like, so, and another thing, so like Sunday, Sunday, there's a wrestling show here in Weatherford. Mm-hmm. Um, put on, and I mean, I don't know how they're doing it because I know Sheps and like that's, I'm like going, where are they going to put that? How many people do they think they're going to show up? You know, and there's a lot of people on this show that I know, but like, I can't really go because he works from three to eight. And the show oh. doors open at five thirty. Show starts at six, and I'm not gonna go to the show, leave, go get him, and then try to come back, you mm-hmm. know, and get tickets or whatever. And so it's like, oh man, this is the first time a show has run in town, and I'm like, it's literally five minutes from my house. Oh dang, you can walk there. Uh, I'll ride my bike. I'd say I five minutes driving. You yeah. could give him, you could give him the vehicle, and you could ride your bike there. Well, no, because somebody has to be in the car with him and a licensed driver, because he's permit. He's not. He doesn't have his license yeah. yet. So you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I'd love to go, but I can't because of that. But you know, hey, that's that's part of life. He's you know he's going to learn too. Hey, mm-hmm. work is going to have to sometimes come in front of these other things that we want to do. So. I was going to say now in Texas, SWE. That's a Texas promotion, correct? They were. I don't know if they're still running. I ha- there was a whole bunch of stuff going on with them, and yeah. I think they're closed down now. So, oh, because I watched a match. It was a women's match. It was Micah Madrid versus Zulu, and she was accompanied by the Boogeyman. Mm. And literally, the match was like five. Was like four minutes long. Mm. But but the bullcrap he did after the match, mm. where literally this girl stuffed worms in the other like. French kisses girl with worms in her mouth. I was like, oh my God, I need to get tickets to the show. <laughs> if they're running, they're not running up here anymore. I haven't okay. seen them up here in a long time. There was a lot of people up here, but then there was a lot of stories of like stiff pay and some other stuff like I that. See, yeah. Well, and I mean, so, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. The fans were hard on, were hard on. Well, listen, you understand something. She came, that one girl, Zul, that won the match and put the worms in the girl's mouth. Yeah. She came out with the boogeyman. And what did right. the boogeyman did nothing in WWE? His whole thing was the entrance and then afterwards. Yeah. And to me, me as a, as a fan, I'm not going to remember the moves and the bull crap, whatever. I'm going to remember that. Right. The, stuffing like French kissing worms in her mouth. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. I yeah. Like, that's why I would want to come back and I would want to see that. Right. And I mean, it's, it's one of those, it, it should be an interesting. So I think it'll be on title match network. Um, it's uh, the independent wrestling expo number nine. And so uh, that should be on title match. So okay. if you need something to do on Sunday, starting at six, our time, uh, and you have access to title match, go check that out and uh, watch it. I do. I know you do. Uh, I may have, I may watch it for a little bit and then uh, go get Jacob and then there come back go, and watch yeah. it on my TV. So we'll see. Uh, title match is, title match is solid, man. Yeah, no, title it's match solid. does some good, good work. Trying to, uh, we're, I'm trying to get, we're trying to get Immortal maybe to go on title match. Maybe. Ooh. That, because I mean, that would be good because I mean, we do book good shows. Not mm-hmm. like we don't book, we book good shows and mm-hmm. we have good talent. You know, obviously the great Ben Hameen. Yala. Yala. Shout out Ben Hameen. I'll be hopefully playing golf with him soon enough. So Yeah, I mean, because I mean we had Pele Pro and they weren't super huge and they they're on title match. Yeah, so yeah. Down here. 
The only thing is I'm wondering is if you have to pay Tile Match to be on there or does Tile Match pay you to be uh, uh I would imagine you have to pay somewhat up front for production and everything like that. And then, you know, and, and to get your spot, you know, on title match for whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I imagine any pay-per-view you split in cost. I mean, look, I don't know how it all works. I just know that they, you know, title yeah. match used to cover yeah, it. Yeah, because I know, was it uh, Hurricane Pro? That's in Texas. and Yeah, that's down there, like yeah. Beaumont. That's south, you know, over yeah. southwest, southeast of Houston. Yeah, so, I think... Frost was the champion there for a while too. Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, so yeah, nice. it's it's good. I mean, yeah, you. I don't see why y'all couldn't do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, because we're talking about doing fight and stuff, but I don't know about. Uh, yeah, because see, uh, Pele Pro did fight and title match, and then they dropped fight and went just with title match. Yeah, I, I think I think I think title match is 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 the better gimmick. I think. Yeah, so. I think so too. So, all right, well, let's get started with our news. So, yeah, I know, because we always get sidetracked. Yeah, shocker. We got sidetracked 10 minutes ago because I think we were going to start, and then it's like, eh, whatever. Shock. All right. This is my shock face. Yeah, let's blow the Bosa's whistle right now, and we will get into our news. So the first news story that we need to talk about, uh, the Star Trek Starfleet Academy series mm-hmm. has been officially announced. And it's going to go into production in 2024. Um, so Alex Kurtman and executives at Paramount have made so no secret about the development of an Academy show, which was first mentioned when Kurtzman was tasked to expand the Star Trek universe beyond Star Trek Discovery. Um, and so uh, the description is this. Star Trek Starfleet Academy will introduce us to a young group of cadets who come together to pursue a common dream of hope and optimism. Under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors, they will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation itself. Sounds so, good to me. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it sounds kind of like CW-ish, you know, like one of those shows. But, yeah. uh, you know, but which is fine. I think, you know, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be there and working on that. But they haven't said what era it is um you know notice there was nothing about time uh, about that it says is uh they the story says 32nd century with a question mark it says there are currently no film details about the setting characters or cast for the new show however the description of the academy being reopened for the first time in over a century fits with the show being set in the 32nd century and of uh, course, you know in I... season four we found out that due to the burn, Starfleet hadn't had a proper academy in 125 years. And we learned in season four that uh, Sylvia Tilly uh, leaving Discovery for a position at the academy. And so, but Wiseman is returning for the fifth se- and final season of, of Discovery. So we don't know if she'll be involved with that, you know, academy series or if anybody will be. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, production isn't going to start. Until 2024, so that means it'll probably debut in 2025. So um, that'll be an interesting thing to, you know, see mm-hmm. uh, what happens. So Triple D, Star Trek, Starfleet Academy, how are you feeling on this one? I'm optimistic. Okay. Now, I said before, you know, they've hit a home run so far. Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, Season 3 of Picard. <coughs> Let's see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of backlash. People, you know, are pissed because they want a Section 31 show. 
which I do want a section th- 31 mm-hmm. show as well, you know, but let's see what they do. And I know we said, said in the 36 century, I'm like, ah, you know, it's like, you know, but that's me being small minded. I should be like, you know what? Let's see what they can cook up in the 32nd century. Right. Are we going to have a Ferengi? Are we going to be have Ferengi cadets? Are we going to have Klingon cadets? I mean, like, what's going to happen? I mean, so this is, you know, I should be more open minded to that. Right. You know, but once again, I'm still left with the bitter taste of season four of Discovery in my mouth. <laughs> so, but season five will have happened by the time yeah. maybe this releases because, yeah, like I so said, because that's opinion, not starting until. They're not doing it this year. It won't air until 2024, yes. which is when production will start for um, this Academy show. And so therefore, which will be a 2025 release. So, yeah. you know, we, who knows? But I think I think I agree with you. I'm cautiously optimistic about this because I, I've i never been a big teeny bopper 90210 tile show. And this is kind of how it feels like in mm-hmm. a way uh, set in space. But at the same time, too, I look the last three shows that they've put out between Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, and Picard have been very solid. So yeah, um, you know I'm gonna trust Terry Metalis and Kurtzman and and all those guys um, for that. So <clears throat> I'm interested to see kind of where it goes. You know exactly, what happens. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't know. Like I don't know. Like I'm I'm literally 50 50 on this one it's not mm-hmm. you know if this was section 31 i'd be way more on board exactly but, yeah but here's the other thing who says who says season you know like we talked about before who says the season has to be in the 32nd century after season one maybe season two goes to the 23rd century maybe exactly. it goes to the 25th century mm-hmm. you know in season three you know who knows we, we bounced around to the different time periods you know, and yeah, have and they have me there? In, you can bring in Patrick Stewart to, to mm-hmm. do a guest starring role on one of them, Jonathan Franks, and you know you can and then you can bring in like um, should you even bring in like uh, like Strange New Worlds people like Otegas, mm-hmm. Uhura? Obviously, they're gonna James Wesley as Kirk. I mean, so you can do all types of stuff, you know, with this. So yeah, so I'm. I'm looking forward to see what the creative minds and the writers have to, to do because mm-hmm. so far they've hit home runs. So you know, let's uh, mm-hmm. you know let's continue the uh, let's continue the hot streak. You know, right? Yeah, I agree. Look, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting thing to see. You know, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have. But like I said, it's one of those. Deals where I'm, I am going to be cautious a little bit with it. Yeah. So, but I know something you do want to talk about that we don't have to, you know. Uh, Terry Metalis explains the return of James T. Kirk on Star Trek Picard. Uh, so, um, <laughs> as in case you haven't been watching and you're under a rock, I don't know why. Why are you listening to the show? We've yeah, been going. Why are you even a Star Trek fan? Yeah. Are you? Just are fake. you even? So in the fake Star Trek fans. That was what. The Dominion episode that we saw the Daystrom Station, uh, or was that though before that one? Um, anyway, and when when let's put it this way, um, when that when the team went to the Daystrom Station, one of the items, um, oh, it was in the episode The Bounty, which is when they were on there. Uh, yeah. 
the there everybody was talking about the that James C. Kirk, the body was there. And now he Terry Metallus explains why they included the body of James C. Kirk in the collection and what it could mean for the future. Uh, so last weekend, Terry Metallus beamed in remotely uh, to a panel at GalaxyCon, um, and he released, uh, he talked about the things, the franchise, Generations, the death of Kirk, and Metallus chimed in on how this inspired him to update Kirk's story. Look, it's not how I would have sent Kirk off, clearly, because I just put his body in Daystrom. So, um, as you guys know, uh, in, in Generations, Kirk died, uh, helping Jean-Luc Picard on uh, Vidian 3? Viridian 3. Yeah, Viridian 3 on a pile of rocks. And then we had... It was, it was the first time you had Bridge on a Captain. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good one. Good one. <laughs> and then, of course, if you, in case you didn't know, William Shatner wrote a series of novels of his return yes. after that. Yeah. Um, but in the bounty, we know that somewhere between... Him being buried under a pile of rocks on Viridian 3 and then the bounty that somehow Section 31 picked up his body. Um, and so the question... <laughs> uh, and so they asked him what, what, what the dealio was and that it's part of Project Phoenix. Because uh, we saw that on, on the screen. It says, Kirk, Project Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And so when... They asked Metallus about it. He, he said that, look, Kirk is dead. We figured, is his body really just under a pile of rocks on the planet? We're not committed. We're not saying he is resurrected. But he's definitely not going to be making an appearance on Picard. Damn. For sure. 100%. Oh, um, not unlike, on Picard. Not on Picard. Not Picard. Yeah. Um, unlike the, the Enterprise F, which is in... The trailer for this upcoming episode. We still have, we still have not. So you think it is oh, it, it going to be? Is it going to be? It's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. I watched the trailer. Are you, for Fox. you watched the trailer? So we're going to see episode the nine. Box. We're going to see the Enterprise F. All right. So I saw it. So, I saw. It. So I it, saw it. It's not going to be a cock tease. Uh, I we're saw. Let's put it this way. What? Look. If it, it, I saw the Odyssey class in the thing. And we only know that we know there were two Odysseys. One was the Enterprise F, and one was the Odyssey. And why would they have the Odyssey and not the Enterprise F? Yeah, so I'm saying. So I'm saying. So I'm saying. By the It'll way, the by the way, the tie-in cloaking and recloaking is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Oh yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Super second half bomb. I'm yeah, I was just saying. I always um, So Metallus did say he feels bringing back Kirk's body to Daystrom could set up a story of Kirk's return in a future Star Trek. Is it a tip of the hat to the return, which is a wonderful book I recommend to all of you? Maybe. Yeah, yes. everybody should read that book. Yeah, we just leave it open that someday some brilliant writer could do something. That could be an animated thing. That could be anything. It's just to keep, as my friend Spock is fond of saying, there are always possibilities. By the way. That's the idea behind it. The, the talented writer is William Shatner. That's, that's who the talented writer is. Right. Just take his books. And just do it like that. Right. Because in his books, he works with Picard. <coughs> right. So, so just do that and animate it because it'd be right. a lot easier and you won't have to show the guys being old. <laughs> right. 
Right, because in the return, they're not old yet. They're still no, younger. they're not old yet. No, so still like if you haven't read the return, movie. yeah, yeah, like if you haven't read the return, it's a 1996 Star Trek novel written by William Shatner with Judith and Garfield Reeves and Steve. And the story picks up after generations when the Romulans and Borg retrieve Kirk's body from Viridian right. 3 and resurrect him using Borg technology and the Guardian of Forever. They <laughs> want to use Kirk as a weapon to take out Jean Luc Picard. But Spock eventually breaks Kirk from his brainwashing, and the character lives on and has a number of new adventures through a series of novels over the next decade, ending also, with 2006 Captain's Glory. Also, too, I have to say, too, we come to find out that V'ger was created by the Borg. Because in that, in that novel, novel, when Spock goes to the Borg cube, the Borg do not assimilate him because they're like, he's one of us. Because he mailed with V'ger and V'ger was Borg. Right. So guess what? Motion picture, baby. Greatest thing ever. Would Sorry. you... <laughs> Motion no. picture is, the, is the catalyst for everything, man. No. Look, everything. You can't you can't say that hot piece of trash. All right. It is um, not. It is a standing motion picture. Over strong, baby. To like Lance Archer in Japan. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, that's yeah. true. Um, to wrap this up, do you want to know what William Shatner has to say about his body being... Let's see what... Uh, Jason. what so, this is an official treat, tweet from William Shatner. I guess we know where the disappearing Star Trek captain went. It's like an old game of rock, paper, scissors, but now it's rock, panel, station. Hashtag Project Phoenix. Hashtag Where's Kirk? I guess it's an April Fool's. It's all an April Fool's. Have a wonderful weekend. And then he has a picture of Picard standing at his, him covered under a rock, yeah. you know, the pile of rocks. Then it has the panel on Daystrom Station, and then it has the station of him being on Daystrom Station. Uh, so yeah, that is his take on... Legend. Yeah. Legend. But if you don't love William Shatner, what's wrong with you? The 19-year-old Come man. on, man. He's... We were talking about that the other day. I, we're, oh, we were somewhere this weekend, and I was talking with my parents, and we were... Talking about Pat, you know, Picard and you know all this kind of stuff, and uh, they're like, "How old is uh, Patrick Stewart?" I was like, "He's eighty-two. I said, "You want to hear something crazy? William Shatner is ten years older than Patrick Stewart." And my mom was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah." William Patrick Shatner. Stewart looks really old. Well, I mean, he really. I mean, he's eighty-two. Oh, eighty-two is not young. I, I right? know, but I'm saying. But at 82, though, Shatner looked like he was 72, though. Look, yeah, look, Shatner, look, whatever he's doing to defy age, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. But he, he is got it figured out. He must yeah. moisturize the hell out of his face. That's all I'm saying. You know, so. Because all right. it's all the collagen he has. All the right. Collagen. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I'm going to give you the next choice. <coughs> Do you want to talk about June Star Trek comics, or do you want to talk about the the newest XO six figure? Let's talk about the newest XO six because I think I, we can make some jokes about it. Okay, uh, I think we could too. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, XO six has released their Star Trek Voyager figure. The first one is Seven of Nine, and according to this review um, on uh, TrekMovie.com, again, that's our source for all of our news. Everybody seems to go to them for that. Their review of it, they call it close to perfection. So uh, this is XO6. It's a Star Trek Voyager 7 of 9, 1-6 figure 
manufactured by XO6. Its price is $220. And Can we get it up on the screen, John? Can we uh, see this? Yes. Yeah, let me let me start from where I'm at, and then we'll go from there. That is a good call. Let's go. Dang, that is some that is some coin for that figure, but hey. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is the initial close-up of the face. Wow. With the Borg, you know, thing mm -hmm. and the all that fun stuff. So yes, two hundred twenty dollars grade A plus. What XO six figure is not an A plus? Yeah, exactly. I like mean, really, these, guys, come on. I mean, like point. I mean, like these 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 XO sixes are. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just insane. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is your reference picture, okay, for the figure that was created. So literally Jerry Ryan in this red jumpsuit yeah. uh, and everything along those lines, okay? God so, bless that jumpsuit, man. Ugh, good Lord, the jumpsuit she had to wear. So uh, this is the figure right here. Wow. I mean, look at, look, and I forgot that they had the integrated boots with yeah. the, you know, the figure. There, so it comes, you know, as usual with all the articulation and multiple hands and things along those lines. But this is your initial out of the box setup right here. I mean, I'm sorry, it looks great. You know, the face is a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I feel like the look the, the uh, I'm going. This is the only time I want to talk positive about the motion picture, the motion picture Spock and the motion picture Kirk faces. Look way better than this. Oh one. yeah, perfect. Yeah, I perfect. think so. I think so. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Um, look, this is where I have some uh, uh, discrepancies with this reviewer. All that said, sculptor Sean Dabs captured Jerry's right. Jerry Ryan's place flawlessly. No, no. There's a lot of flaws here. Yeah, There's there a, are. Like, look, look at that picture, and then here's your picture here. Yeah. In reference, right? Like, mm -mm, no, not the same. No, I mean, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I mean, it's like still amazing, but it's, it's good. It's I wouldn't it's, call it flawless. And no, it's not nearly the same level that Kirk and Spock were for the no, motion no. picture. I mean, Kirk and especially Spock, Spock oh, yeah. was, or even the Cisco one. Yeah, that was uncanny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you have here the hand with the Borg implants. Um, and everything okay. along those lines. That's tight right there. That's yeah. good right there. Right? The detail on the hand. Um, oh, you can even get the hand with the 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 the, the nanoprobe prongs. Oh, shoot. Man, you can start assimilating yeah. man. It's called a tubular hand. I don't know. Then you have her with the phase rifle mm -hmm. um, there. And then, oh, you even have the tricorder on her belt. You have a belt and a tricorder there. Nice. Um, so, um, okay, apparently we're going to have Seven of Nine, The Doctor, Tuvok, Janeway, and Chakotay. So, Harry uh, Kim and Tom Paris, sorry, need not apply. Yeah. So, it's uh, apparently this, it says you can, the Seven of Nine figures sold. During pre-order at both XO6's website, Entertainment Earth. The figure may be available via other retailers or the secondary market, but apparently it's sold out. Um, and then you could it's part of this collection, but it says right now the January figure is the only one still available to purchase at XO6.com. Wow. 
So if you want any of the other ones, you're going to have to go to the secondary market, which, by the you're way... pay the... up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we saw the Eagle Moss stuff. And can yeah, you imagine what this is? But Chakotay yeah. looks great. Tuvok's yeah. not bad. Janeway's not bad. I think I think the, the issue with the females is the hair that throws everything off. Yep. Because it's it's a plastic hair, and so mm -hmm. it just it looks weird. Yes. With the yes. face and everything else. And I'm sure the face would look fine if the hair wasn't plastic. But like mm -hmm. with Chakotay and the doctor and when they're bald or they it's a short crop hair, it's not as noticeable and everything it feels like more details here. Whereas with the women, like even Janeway's face looks a little off. Mm -hmm. You know? So whereas the the guys look a little bit different. But like I don't know. It's it's personally Personally, me, I don't know if I would get this one. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, is it a is it a great figure? Yes. Yeah. Two hundred twenty dollars? No. Am I gonna? Is it is seven hundred nine my favorite character? No. You know, now Cisco? Yes, I would yeah. pay out the wazoo for Cisco. Um, so, so, can I be real for a second here? Be real about for a second. This? Yeah. Do you know how many? Listen, just 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 like in Star Wars and Star Trek, you have. The virgins that live in the mom's basements, they're mm -hmm. gonna buy this figure and they're gonna defile it. Okay, look, <laughs> look, you know it, you know it. It's look. gonna happen. I'm sorry, that's why it's sold out. That's why it's sold out. You can't find <laughs> it. These Cretans are gonna fondle that figure, man, because yeah. they've never seen, yeah, titties or anything else before in their lives. Oh, yeah. god, <laughs> yeah, no. Jeez. It's going to be bad, man. It's going to yeah. be bad. Yeah. So according to XO6's website, um, Tuvok has sold out. Uh, the Doctor has sold out. Non-refundable pre-order deposit um, pre-order ended for Chakotay. Mm -hmm. So he has a, and then 7 of 9, the pre-order has just, it says order stopped. So they've already reached their limit on that one. Man. Uh, so Janeway is the only one that says immediate purchase. Uh, Janeway is one hundred and eighty nine ninety five. Dude, Janeway, Janeway is not as over. Yeah, she's she's not as over. Mm -mm. The doctor was one hundred and seventy five. He's the cheapest at one seventy five. Tuvok was one ninety eight. And Chakotay, well, they have uh, final amount due one seventy five plus shipping. And then a twenty dollar pre order, so that would make Chico Chipo, uh, Chicote one ninety five. Because yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering why. Because if you pre order at twenty plus one seventy five plus shipping, mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I look, look, look. Lisa and Linda, Lisa and Linda. I, like for me, this is cool and all, mm -hmm. but. If I'm gonna spend that kind of money on something, I'm gonna spend two hundred fifteen dollars on you know the this the 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 pimped out Cisco version, right? Yeah. And then you had the Essentials version, which was just the thing, and then you had the the standard version, which had all the the cups and the you know all that kind of stuff right now. Hell, I didn't even get Quark right now, which apparently is on pre order and pre orders ended, and that was two fifteen. Plus a twenty dollar, um, uh, well, well no, the, the twenty dollars must be 
good to go towards it. Because there's no way Cork yeah, is more. I, I'd probably say with Cork, Cork's, Cork, Cork has a lot of um, details in him. So, mm -hmm. so I, because you have a lot of stuff with the Ferengi to sculpt. So I yeah. can see Cork being a little bit more expensive. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to spend the money, don't get me wrong. Seven's a great character. Love Seven. Love Jerry. But you want to get the Cisco, so you can do in the pale moonlight. You want to get mm -hmm. the Kirk from the motion picture, Spock from the motion picture, because of the detail and everything was in those figures, which was just insane. <coughs> right. So, but I mean, listen, hey, who who are we to argue? Because guess what, it's sold out. Yeah. So, you know. You know, shout out, shout out to all the pimps and the players that bought the seven of nine figure. Okay, yeah, shout look. out, to, shout out, shout out to them players. Yeah, look for a mini purchase. If you want a mini purchase, you can get Discovery's Commander Saru or Michael Burnham uh, for a mini purchase on XO Six. They're both two hundred fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. Uh, Burnham, he is over his his seven. I guess. Yeah. Look, the data in the John Luke Picard thing when we talked about this way back in the day, that from first contact, those still look amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can't get those; they're sold out. But I mean, you know, I'm telling you, if you if you really want some good quality high end stuff, you know, go to XO Six yeah. if you have the money. You know, even get your Kirk and Spock motion picture. You know, whatever. But there's enough for you. Look, personally. The original series, the Mirror Spock, it's available for immediate purchase, and so is Sulu. They're both one ninety eight. So uh, your Mirror Mirror Universe ones, but uh, you know, if 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 it's if you're a collector, that's something you want. This is the way to go. Oh yeah, well, I'll shut up now. This is the way to go. Um, so uh, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the comics one. We really haven't kind of been talking about them so much. So. Let's just go ahead and go to the next one. Um, so, I don't know if you've heard this or not. <coughs> they are, um, they are, you know, this this season three Picard um, is kind of the end for TNG as well as, you know, Picard and everything else is giving their send-off. Um, they're giving the crew their send-off. Of course, they're not doing the signatures like in Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country. Oh, they should do that. Right. Um, so uh, it, it's 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 one of those things where it says um, they want uh, but, to... But they're not, you know, they want to give them a proper send-off, but they're not going to do the, you know, signatures things. Yeah, um, and he said no because of Avengers Endgame. Kevin Feige is one of the biggest Star Trek fans out there, and he did it quite brilliantly in Avengers Endgame. And I felt I like I can't do it, but I think we do something quite nice. I will say, I think you will feel good. So, okay, guess what? What? Kevin Feige copied us, right? Because we did it first. We're the originators of it, right? So do it, right? But I mean, it sounds like they're going to be in credit scenes and things like that, and part of that. Is what he's saying right now is he has pitched an idea he calls Star Trek Legacy, and he will continue on the story after season three with a combination of new and legacy cast members. And he says, "Look, I love this time period 
in Star Trek, the 25th century. I've always viewed it as the present day in Star Trek for me. It's where we all left off. In that way, we leave the season as a passing of the torch from the last generation to the next. I would certainly love the spinoff to happen. We certainly leave it so that you can do that. And here's the thing. They're writing it in italics as Star Trek Legacy as if, you know, this is going to be a thing. You know, and, and so this is, Metallus, you know, is strong on this idea of maybe the spinoff comes from this route. It's so good. he's, you know, he, he says this, this, what's, what kind of characters and storylines could be bar legacy? He says, boy, wouldn't you want to check in on the Klingon Empire? Wouldn't you want to check in with Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. and the Doctor from Voyager and everything that went on with the Berman verse? So that's kind of where I see uh, is to explore the galaxy and sort of get back to the next gen roots of storytelling. And that would, I would see this kind of version of Star Trek. I'd like to see with this group of characters that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk too much about them. Although I think guess as to who I would like to see. And by the way, I think that includes a great deal of some of the legacy characters who I think have never been better. Jonathan Frakes being one of them. I mean, come on guys. He's amazing. And so, um, you know, like, they talked about Nana Veer, uh, Nana Visitor, yeah, yeah, and yeah. revisiting Kieran Reese, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, he would love to do that." Um, so, uh, you know, and, and this idea that you know Picard, um, you know, the Star Trek Legacy hashtag has been trending on Twitter as well, and so like this could be a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, let's be honest, Triple D, this is. We wanted this. We wanted this for a really, really long time. We wanted. We were talking about. Boy, it would be great to see a spinoff. Um, how do you feel? Like maybe some of the characters from this show that, like Seven of Nine, and mm-hmm. you know the dipshit from yeah Shaw, the dipshit from Chicago. Shaw, we gotta have Shaw, uh, Jack. You know, yep. and some of their bridge crew, um, the LaFord sisters. You know, mm-hmm. what if what if them? And then there's in and outs of. Picard and Beverly and and Worf and uh, Riker. Do you still have Rafi on the show? Yes. Um, you know things like that. Going forward, as we see these things, how does that? Do you feel like hearing that? Do, is that something you want? Do you want yes. this? Yes. Going forward. Yes. Okay. Please. I and want exploring the galaxy. Going to see Deep Space Nine again. Yes, I'm down I want. That. I want that. Go want back. That. Hit all the nostalgic things let's do it let's have let's create a new next generation with these characters yeah with captain shaw i mean come on man Mm -hmm. shaw in the first the first time you meet shaw you hated him yeah then when the he thought he almost died everybody freaked out because like this guy cannot die because he is the man so imagine having that shaw Mm-hmm. Seven, the the, the fortresses are great too. Mm-hmm. Jack, you know, you develop that relationship between him and Sydney, and um, and, and yeah, and you bring in not a visitor as Kira Norris. Mm-hmm. Hell, bring in Jeffrey Combs to play something. You know, have like I don't know, like Wayun, like Wayun, some yeah, and there they had run into Wayun or yeah, I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing in the books, guess what? Cisco comes back from the wormhole. Why 
not bring back Cisco? Mm-hmm. Which are in the comics. You know, we've got those comics yeah, going. Exactly. You can bring back Avery Brooks. You can William <coughs> Bashir. You can bring Alexander Siddick back to, to do cameos Bashir, see what's going mm-hmm. on. The doctor. You're right. Robert, Robert Picardo is the doctor. Catherine Mulgrew is Admiral Janeway. You can do stuff with her. Armin Shimmerman is Cork. Who doesn't exactly. want to see Cork? Yeah, you, look, look, yeah. Lower Decks doing that Deep Space Nine episode. Chef's kiss. Loved it. It was great. It was great. Yeah. You know, having not a visitor there, having Armin Shimmerman there, uh, calling back to Deep Space Nine, the episode with the alien race from before the Dominion War. It, it was all really, really good. You know, mm-hmm. and who doesn't want to see that live action? I would. You know, I think that would be amazing. And so um I you know, look, do it. Just do it. Just do it. It'll be fun to explore then, the universe and see what we're at. And then also, too, when you have this thing where you have lower deck characters become real characters and you can do an episode of this legacy where they run into the Cerritos mm-hmm. and there you go. Yeah. Pass by. You know, right. that's, you know, and then, and you can do a, you can do something where they go into a wormhole and they go back in time and they're transferred back to the time of Captain Pike. Maybe, you know, so mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless for this. Let's do it, okay? Right. The fans are clamoring for it. They have received so much positive attention for Picard Season 3 that I think Metallus and Kurtzman, they have the necessary backing to go to Paramount and be like, guys, listen, the fans want this. This will be a success. This will be a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do it. Yeah. So I agree. I'm excited. Agree. Yeah, I it'll be excited. It'll be good. It'll be good. Hey, so... Um, our next story we want to talk about is, the, in case you haven't seen that yet or you haven't gotten it, the Star Trek The Next Generation 4-movie collection in 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray um, is out. Okay. And it is, you know, it, it's a new box set. So you can get all four movies uh, from The Next Generation uh, stories there. And, of course, you've got them now in 4K, right, in the Ultra HD Blu-ray 4K, which is you know, a big difference from the last time it was done, which is the 2009 HD version. Yeah. So you're going to get better film quality um, and some 4K restoration. And uh, you're also going to get uh, so, so some different lighting levels. It's going to look a lot different. Um, it's coming in a box set with a large eight disc flipper case and four uh, ultra HD Blu-ray versions of the movies are in the front half. And the back half are four movies in standard HD Blu-ray discs. So you can get an ultra HD Blu-ray or your regular in the case with that. Um, you can also get the uh, you can get the steel case as well if you want to go that route with it. I recommend people to get the steel case. Oh, uh, yeah. So um, the Blu-ray discs are based on the, uh, in the newly restored... Versions of the film just in 1080p compared to the Ultra HD movies. And you can also get the Ultra HD movies sold individually if you want. Um, in case, you know, but look, the deal, the box sets are a way better deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get better audio quality for this one. And of course, there's a ton of special features. We've talked about it before. So uh, it is like right now, it's $69 for the box set. That's it? Yeah. On Amazon, according to Amazon, sixty nine ninety nine for the for the box set, um, not for the steel um, book, but for, yeah, for the box set. 
And then, of course, they have all the different features with the commentaries and the different things along those lines, um, the bloopers and everything. Um, tons and tons of options for you here. So, uh, you know, Triple D, I look, I am, I know a lot of people are very hit and miss on the next generation series of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved them, I think they were great, you know. Even Nemesis. I know people, you know, dislike Nemesis, but I yeah. enjoyed it for what it was at the time. But um, do you feel like this is something you need in your collection? Uh, uh, I think I'm going to order it right now, actually. <laughs> yes, I got him to do it again. Uh, buying something. Yeah. Like, so I, I agree. Like, this is something I definitely want to put in my list. This is going to go in my collection. I want that physical disc in hand to be able to go. Um, all right. This is where so now, so now this has the 4K and the Ultra HD, right? If you get the $69 one, I don't, I don't, I think the steel case doesn't. I think it only has the Ultra HD. So, uh, if I remember, I gotta get the steel case one. That's the one I want. Okay. Yeah. Which I gotta find. They have the complete series on box sets. Do they? $176 for the Blu ray, which that's not bad. It's no. Not, not All seven bad. seasons? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. That's very yeah, impressive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, that's mm-hmm. no. All right, so our last story before we get into it, it ties into our topic for today. So, Star Trek Picard two-part series finale will be in select IMAX theaters. Two-part series finale. Mm-hmm. Dang. So. Uh, so they're saying episodes nine and ten are the series finale. So, um, so you can, uh, but there are going to be ten IMAX theaters across the USA on Wednesday, April nineteenth, ahead of the release of episode ten on the twentieth, where you can watch both. Uh, you know, watch it as one big movie instead of you know episode and episode, and they it's going to include Q and A with members of the cast and executive producers. So uh, it says there are free tickets available Wednesday 412, which is tomorrow. You, uh, the exclusive screening event will play, take place at 10 participating IMAX theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Phoenix, San Francisco, Seattle, Washington, D.C. Tickets are free, Order place. but limited and available on a first, first serve. Well, it doesn't get available until tomorrow. So you go to Star Trek Picard. Finale screenings.com on Wednesday, April 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern time. So, I part of me wants to go and see, it, it says Dallas Fort Worth, but where in Dallas Fort Worth? Because I know we have an IMAX theater at the Fort Worth Museum, but they're not going to schedule to open that until like 2024, 2025. So, yeah. oh, all right, I'm clicking it just to see where it's at. Uh, any in New York? Uh, it said New York, but I it, I'm it's probably uh, New York City. Probably no one here up here. Uh, let me see. Uh-huh. See, I typed in and it says Dallas, um, but it says sorry, no screenings in your area. Uh, let me see. No, this link will return no screens in your area ahead of the official time. Hmm. 
So the Los Angeles Ange will be able to take part in a live Q&A following the screening with Patrick Stewart, LeVar Burton, Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, Gate Me Fadden, Brent Spiner, Jerry Ryan, and executive producers Alex Kurtman and Terry Metalis. So that's in the L.A. one. So um, it doesn't tell me where specifically those are going to be. Like we just know in those cities where, but they are free. So if you want to <clears throat> set a reminder for 12.45 your time, Triple D, tomorrow so that you can see where it's going to be. Um, so I imagine because they list cities, I imagine it's going to be New York City. So New it's Los Angeles, yeah. New York City. It ain't, it ain't going to be like Syracuse or right. yeah, definitely going to be Syracuse. Yeah, because it says New Los Angeles, New York. Phoenix, San Francisco, Seattle, Orlando, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, and Dallas. Now, on the poster, it says um, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. So, yeah. You know, uh, I think there's one down at the Parks Mall. Let me, you know what? It's got me IMAX. Oh, excuse me. I IMAX. got you. Let me see. Uh okay, they say Fort Worth, and that one's closed. There's one in Grapevine Mills. There's one at the parks in Arlington, and there's one in Dallas. So if they're gonna say Dallas Fort Worth, though, I'm gonna. It's either gonna be in Grapevine. It might be the Galleria. Well, no, the Galleria doesn't have it. That's the Galleria doesn't have it. No, I'm shocked. Park, yeah, the Park Mall is gonna be the one. So Grapevine Mills uh, is a massive theater, and they have an IMAX there. The park's small, um, and there's Cinemark 17 in Dallas, which is just a, a large movie theater. So I'm surprised the gallery because I've been to the Galleria. It's yeah. crazy in there. It, yeah, I mean, but the park's small has a uh, in Arlington. They have a what do you call it? Uh, they have a ice skating rink there. Oh, okay. uh, Grapevine Mills is up near DFW Airport. And that has a giant theater, and they have an IMAX. I'm just going to say, in 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 the, in the park small though in Arlington, do they have the high end Italian clothing stores there? I don't doubt it. I'm sure they do. But like, the, look, if you want to go high end, you don't go to the Galleria. You go to North Park Mall, which is like a few miles further away, and that's where the bougie rich people go. Yeah, like, I'm talking. If you dress funny, the security is going to follow you around, kind of thing. Right, that's where you go. You go to North. Sounds Park like my Mall. kind of place. Yeah, no, it's bougie AF. Bougie AF. You know I me. Mean? I can be bougie AF too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. So if you if you live in any of those areas and you're listening and watching the show, check it out. Go check it out. See if you can get a screening. You know. Um, oh no, I have to watch episode nine anyway, and then I have to watch it again as part of episode ten. It's a two part ender. Oh, oh that's no. so terrible. Oh, oh no! What am I gonna do? So bad! I don't know. So oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. So, um, uh, well, I don't know what to do. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so with that said, I think this is the time now we should tie. I think that ties in very well to our main point of the day, which of course is Picard episode eight, titled "Surrender." So let's go ahead and. Do our black alert, right? Not yet. Now. And let's talk episode eight. 
Surrender of Picard. Yes, sir. Which is the title is not what happened in the episode at all. Nope. So, <laughs> but <laughs> this this was a very very look. We've said every episode has been very very good, but, but this, this one, one was this excellent. Yes, especially um, Yes. So of course, as in case you didn't remember, lore kind of helped screw over the Titan crew by allowing Vatic to get on the ship. Damn and so, that lore. And, and so Vatic, we see the episode start with Vatic and her crew kind of shutting systems down and her soldiers are hunting for Jack and killing crew and, and things along those lines um, as the changeling are just being brutal to everybody. You know, um, and then Vatic says she's going to start killing the bridge crew. If Jack doesn't show up, she has 10 minutes. Um, and of course, uh, Shaw dresses down seven for ignoring the consequences of not blowing up the turbo lift he wrote up. And she's like, No, I'm I wasn't going to do that with you on there. And uh, so you know, it's uh, and then we had this moment where um, Vatic is you know. Jack tells Picard and Beverly about, I guess, his superpower, you know, and um, and uh, LaForge kind of confirms this is the case. And so uh, they're like, whoa, okay. And so then Jack uses his power to, to try to control the Bajoran guy to put in the access code yeah. to unlock the ship, and they catch him just in time. And Vatic, you know kind of yanks him out of the driver's seat for the Bajoran officer. And then she's going to, like, she puts on this whole production. Look, again, Amanda Plummer does a great job of channeling her dad. Like, oh, so time. dramatic and chewing the screen and being here of, oh, am I going to do this person or this person, this person? And then at the last second, turns the, the phaser to the Vulcan and shoots her and disintegrates her. And they say, oh, she just executed Lieutenant Veen. I was, and, I was like, what? She, oh, like, oh. Yeah, the science officer is gone. I was shocked that they, 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 they yeah. asked her. Wow. And, and hey, but 10 minutes, we got 10 more minutes until the next sacrifice, the hostage sacrifice. Um, so they're trying to figure out how to gain control of the ship. And they're like, well, we got to go get data. Huh? You know, um, and so it's it's very interesting because. Um, they do a two-pronged attack. Most everybody goes towards Data and Jordy and the other LaForge's daughter, while Jack does make his way up to the bridge yes, and, and pulls a Star uh, pulls a Star Wars, uh, pulls a, a Princess Leia, um, yeah. where he's got what looks like to, uh, a, a, like a grenade, and he sets it. Um, and that Vatic, he tells Vatic if he doesn't, you know, let the bridge crew go, he'll blow he'll blow himself up. And Vatic kind of does that, you know, and he goes, uh, they let everybody go except for seven, seven sticks around. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and she kind of stays there. And so um, <laughs> then they cut to the Shrike where we have uh, Deanna and um, Riker talking and, you know, um, you know, they have this really deep, you know, therapy session. We find out essentially it sounded yeah. like, you know, she tried to take the pain of Thad's death from Riker. That's how he viewed it. And she's like, no, I was trying to share it. And 
<clears throat> you know, they because of what each perceived of the other. And he's like, I needed that pain. And it's my last connection to him. And you tried to take it away. She's no, I was trying to share it. And, you know, and, she, but she said a really good line is I tried to like, as a therapist, I tried to jump to, yep. She, she tried to jump to the healing first before the therapy yeah. or, along those lines. Yeah. And so they have this great moment. Then a guard comes and, you know, you know, Riker puts Deanna behind him, and all of a sudden, we get the classic introduction of Worf, this sword coming in from behind yep. and uh, and stabbing the guy, and then shooting him. And then, of course, they're like Worf, and of course, this is where mine comes in. They they begin hugging him, and he has that you know look on his face, and he goes, "Personal spaces are right." <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> "My bad," you know. Like if if Worf tells you who's just stabbed a guy. Right, and he tells you, "Don't get into my personal space." Now you listen to the man. Yeah, and then and then he starts he going off with it. diatribe about how much he's becoming a better man, and you know his thoughts and and all this kind of stuff. And then Riker goes, "Is this a rescue or is this more the torture?" This <laughs> yeah. is inappropriate, man. Yes, yeah, and she's that like, was oh, great. That like, was... like, he goes, she goes, "Oh, that's sweet." He goes, "Inappropriate." Like <laughs> that was outstanding, yeah. man. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, so, they all of them nailed that, that that scene perfectly. Yes, it was so good, it was so well done. Um, and so Rafi is there as well on the ship, they're they're pulling the data from the ship and they go to show that, um, they have the body, the corpse of, of Jean Luc Picard on the ship from Jaystrom. And like it says, um, the changelings, which I think I talked about this and I kind of predicted it, changelings were entered in Picard's brain, specifically removing the part associated with the aromatic syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't sure why, because again, why did I say they're going to weaponize it? Exactly. And then they're going to use Jack to spread it throughout, mm-hmm. you know, uh, based off of what we saw with Jack's powers. Maybe they could use Jack's power to spread it throughout the base and weaponizing it. Uh, so they grab the database and they the um, alarms have said they've overstayed their welcome on the strike and they head to a shuttle which is cloaked and leave Picard's body behind. Um, so um, then we we get to the scene where um, they they were discussing on whether data or lore the partitions up and whether mm-hmm. they should let you know them just fight it out now like we need to because data is the only one who can unlock the ship. And uh, boy, this scene was it was, it was powerful, it was uh, and it's like really you know, so we see while the partition's up, Lore and Data are talking to each other, and Data's looking at his things, you know, in, in his memories. And Lore says, You know, mine are just of power and wealth and a life well spent. And Data's saying, Well, these are my friends and these things of the life well spent. And uh, we see that once the partition's up, Lore starts taking the mm-hmm. items of data and you know jacob and i from, from the very beginning we said this is how data is going to beat lore um we figured it out pretty quick but you know if you don't know that about the meaningless memorabilia that lore is taking and and it seems like lore is winning because they yeah. show it on the outside when jordy's looking at it the red dots that are lore are overtaking the blue dots and picard says this looks like surrender you know and then um, and it looks like data disappears after hitting over the last of me, which you know, there was a nod to Yar 
when mm -hmm. they showed the little, you know, yes, thing of that. There was the Sherlock Holmes pipe. Mm -hmm. There was the cards. Um, mm -hmm. There was Spot. Spot. You know, Spot was there too. Spot was huge. Yeah. Hanging with last with the cat that taught him about love. And um, but then we it feels like data's gone, but then data comes back, revealing that he knew Lord couldn't keep from you know from taking his memories. And so in doing so by in integrating them into yourself, you've become me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so because, but the the thing was, and he asked him, "Why are you doing this? Why are you giving this to me?" He goes, "Because you had everything, you had nothing, and I had everything, as you said." And so it was this idea that data in and Jordy before said data couldn't end a life, his 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 ethical supper team wouldn't allow it, mm -hmm. and so technically he didn't take a life. He allowed his brother to become him, so that he became one. Yes, and so. Um, and then with one final hug, Lord fades away, and they say goodbye, brother, to each other. And um, that was very poignant because it was Lore actually showed love for for Data. Yes, but then Data too, and then like that sadness of they know that they're not going to see each other again in a way. Yeah. Like the the and and they were very particular from this point forward that this is Data, but not Data. Right? It's yeah. more you know, that he's got Lore, he's got Sung, he's got all these things integrated into him, but. It's data, but not data. And they even make a reference later on. <clears throat> and we'll, I mean, we kind of talk about it. But. Well, you, you could tell it wasn't data when he's on, like, and you got one pissed off Android yeah. after. Well, yeah. Well, we, yeah. I was like, that's lore yeah. right there. That is lore. Yeah. Well, because no, well, remember, lore had a little bit more emotion and da than data. And, and, and then there's Alton Soong as well, who's in there, who's human. Yeah. So it's, it's that idea. Um, yeah. And so, so Shaw and his crew have been sent to the ready room, but seven stays and to accept to accept the consequences. Um, and Vatic teases Jack about her understanding of his gifts and the voices in the red door. But before she can do anything, Data chimes in <laughs> with the this is your positronic, this is your pissed off positronic, positronic AI um, telling you that there's about to be a shift change. <laughs> and when he does that. Jack activates his device, which turns out to be a shield generator, and him and Seven are covered, and Seven tells, you know, Vatic to get off my bridge, and then apparently where the view screen is, is a escape hatch, <laughs> which opens, and her and the other changeling get sucked out to space, and right before she gets sucked out to space, what does she say, Triple D? Fucking solids. There you go, that's number three. Perfect. I got, I got you. I popped Huge yeah. for that. I'm sorry. Uh, screw this. I popped huge for that because that was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yes. And, and I mean. And when. And finally, I'm like, finally, I was like, Vatic is dead. She ain't coming back. No, because she not only flew out, she hit the strike and shattered to a thousand pieces. Yeah, sure. This is where Jacob and I talked. It's like, look, in a way, I know they had to do that because remember, Changely's floated through space. Yeah. Right? Remember, like, that's how Odo was found. That's how, uh, was it, Laar, or what they call him, the one that Odo found? Mm -hmm. He was just floating as a blob through space. Um, but then again, I know that these these uh, changelings are different, per se. And so, I guess they justified it by they're not quite changelings like changelings we knew. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, we... That's that's my only thought process is 
is that they're different changelings because they can hold their shapes, so therefore they're susceptible to the they vacuum their, space. They, shape, they have blood. You know, that's yeah. stuff that can freeze in outer yeah. space. Like they can, yeah, so, they, so they're more susceptible to exactly. the vacuum of space is my thought process right. on that. But, um, but, in the, but it was also satisfying to watch that it get pulverized by it, it was you know her her own ship satisfying. and then of course the titan uh is set to destroy shaw everybody comes back on the bridge and shaw says you know point everything you got at it and then says commander would you like to do the honors and <laughs> she's like fire everything and they blow up the strike well um and then um data and jordy have a moment together before they go into the breathing room where the TNG crew is all there, and they said, "Can I just can I just point out that yeah, after they destroy the sh- the um the strike, and they're going, and they have the picture of the Titan floating, and then the music that they played, that was taken from the motion picture at the end of the motion picture mm-hmm. when they um went after after they defeated after Viger combined with um with Decker mm. and." The name of the this the name of that of, of the, the musical score was all good things. Mm. So that was a good nod to that. And then the ship, yeah. you know, like right, uh, yeah. And and thank you again. once again, best friend Brittany, for covering my ass. This is your friendly positronic pissed off security system back online. I want to guess and monologuing monologuing <laughs> prototypes. I'm announcing an immediate shift change. Perfect. Uh, it was perfect. Yeah, thank was, you, Brittany. That was great. That was, thank you, Brittany. Yeah, that was great. Ugh, that was great. That was yes. a great line. So we have that, and they're all around the table, and this is the moment where they talk about specifically Data being not Data. He's he's different. And he even, like John luc says, I know you said you wish to experience death, and I hope that this doesn't dishonor that wish. And he goes, I know that that version of me is resting peacefully. Yeah, and that he, you know, very specific that he is something different. Yeah. This is, is different than what he was. And so, uh, very cool moment. And they're all sitting there and they're trying to figure out what they have planned. Um, and so, um, they talk about Jack and what his abilities are. And, and Deanna had said that there's a darkness and it's ancient and it's not his own voice. Um, and, you know, which is very, very interesting. Um, I is it maybe Armis? Could it be? But Armis didn't have that mental capability. Maybe Armis developed the mental capability. I don't know. I don't know. That would be something. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a twist? Because, I mean, they did touch on Armis in Lower Decks, though. Yeah, but that, as a straight-up joke. They just... A straight-up joke, but, I mean, you never know. Maybe because they're trying to Bring back oldness. You, no, don't, you don't think so? No, no, no. I think that was just a fun way to ha- you know look. Lower decks, they do some stuff, and I but they do it t- so tongue in cheek that I don't think you can look okay. at it and go, you know, you know, go that route with it. That was just a like a one off Easter egg kind of like, look, we're having fun. It's Armist. Yeah. So uh, I but then we we show that that we see that Deanna and Jack are having a conversation. They're doing counseling session. They're having that mental thing. Um, and so Deanna is seeing what he's seeing. Oh, there's the, the vines and the red door. The red door. And do what's behind the red door? We can face it together. And then the show ends. Oh and my- Jacob, every, no! me, me and Jacob both were like, no, my God, wait, oh, 
Uh, and look, I want to address something right here. Um, I've seen people online talk about their over the Jack Crusher like red door thing. Um, no, no, I'm all for it. Y'all are stupid. You don't understand long storm storytelling. You don't understand mystery. You don't understand the keeping people on the toes. Look, me who normally figures things out like that, this has kept me stumped and kept me engaged because I'm like, what is this? Like, you and I are still positive. Could it be Armas? Could it be all like, and the falsies that we've had? Oh, it's aromatic syndrome. Nope, it's not. It's something else. And then Beverly's like, but I don't see anything. There's nothing scanning, but he's got yeah. his powers. There's nothing different. He's not abnormal. And, you know, so it, it's, it's really fascinating to see what this is. And people who say, oh, they're over it, y'all are just dumb. Look, right now, like, I've seen it online with different people. And they're like, they're over. I'm like, y'all are dumb. Y'all like, are it, uh, look, this is some of the, life. Yeah, this is some of the best parts of it right mm -hmm. now of keeping me engaged. Of like, what is it that is in Jack that is that is causing all this to happen? Exactly. Like, mm, no, 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 no. This is this is the best part. Yes, seeing the crew back together, seeing Wharf kick ass, seeing all that kind of stuff. It's real good. But this is the story that's driving us. So we know that Jack is an integral in the part of the changelings to. Have everybody at Frontier Day to destroy the ship uh, and destroy all the ships. You know, to to it's got to be what the case is or whatever it is. They they probably want Jack to take over. They're probably gonna brainwash Jack and have Jack take over all the people on the ship, have them put their d destruction codes in, or something like that, or yeah, aromatic exactly. syndrome or something. Look, I don't yeah. know what because we know that they. We don't know. We're just we're just speculating right now. And and they've done a great job of. I mean. I mean, heck, the part where we said, I said that, you know, back in what, episode four, the F's going to show up and save them. And that's not the case that happened. They've done a good job of keeping, done a great job. Of keeping us on our toes and us thinking one thing and then going another. And it's still been good. You know, yeah. this, this, is, this is not WWE storytelling where it was just good enough and you didn't go all the way with it. No. Even if they, even in with the swerves and the curves, they still do the right thing they still do the good thing and they go the best route forward this it's is been good storytelling russo storytelling <laughs> okay. i mean storytelling there you go yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah, storytelling yeah it's good storytelling it really is you know i mean i think uh you know me personally my favorite my favorite moment of the show um wharf rescuing the uh, deanna and Riker. I think that's my favorite moment of the show, just because the whole not only just his interest in being badass, but then the whole um, afterwards talking. But then later, I think later, my second favorite was you know Rafi's on the ship and she's taking out all those changelings on the Titan, and then Warp Show comes in and he you know takes out the one that came up from behind her, and he's like, Raffaella, you're doing very well. I'm proud of you. But you're still dropping your left shoulder. She goes, "Look, that's bullshit." No, yeah, yeah. Like, like they, like they just start having an argument about form, right? It, now, it's taking out all these things. Seriously, like, like it's so good. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> Worf, Worf, when they're in the table, yeah, Worf just is the best. You know, I, I have defeated many enemies, and many times I thought about sending you their heads, but I was told that would be considered passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah. So I got to admit, I was saying the thing to you. All, all my favorite scenes are the ones with Warf because mm -hmm. 
Michael Dorn just stole he, – he stole this episode. He stole the series. He, he stole, stole the series. series. He stole the series. So, so if they do this legacy thing, he needs to be a permanent part of that series. Yes. Look, he so. needs to show up often. Yes. Often on that series. Yes. He, often, yes. he has been so good on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, it, it's, this is weird in a way, but like, he's matured into that role so well. You know, the growth that's happened from TNG plus DS9 to make this character what it is now, and, and some of Dorn's character of himself, mm-hmm. you know, and I think his personal growth and things along those lines. It's really, to me, a culmination of what the wharf we really, 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 really want. I yes. mean, he has been so good with this, and he's really elevated this character so much. You know, I, I, of all the characters on the screen, not because Worf is my favorite. I mean, I'm kind of a Cisco guy, too. But, like, of everybody in this show, he has been the most intriguing, the most entertaining, and the most like character wise, the most growth out of any of them, yeah. I think that have happened in this show. And that makes him a character you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, heck, he hasn't had as much screen time as some of the others, but when he is, his presence is felt yeah, and, and you're drawn to him because of what he brings and how he's portrayed this character. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I just, I'm excited for, you know, the next two episodes that are going to, you know, bring that more to the forefront because he's been a great character. He's been a great character. Really? I mean, but really the, the elevation of Rafi with him too, like really brought, has brought Rafi up as a character as well. You know, I, I, it's one of those things where like, you know, like in wrestling where you have a guy who's really good, but then he brings up the other person in the match with them to his level. So it's like, Oh man, all of a sudden, it's a really good match, but it's because this guy brought this guy up. Yeah. It really feels that same way that Worf is sprinkled the Worf dust on her. And that was right. He's pouring into her. And then in turn, she's elevating herself and her game Mm -hmm. in that process. So, you know, uh, that, I think that's been the other intriguing thing is in a way we're almost seeing this kind of mentor mentee relationship with Rafi and Worf. And it's super intriguing, Mm -hmm. you know, and very, very fascinating to watch. And as well, so you know, um, you know, I, I, the data lore reveal I think was really, really good, you know, and and how that all played out. I really enjoyed that. That's probably my everything with Worf is one, probably number two is the data reveal and, and how everything shook out, shook out there. That was really, really good for me. So, mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to be unbiased and take Worf out the picture, then you know, then I'm going to look at it going. Okay, let's let's look at it more like you know. Let's be let's be honest. Looking at it from, if I take Worf out, what is my next favorite thing? Yeah, I no, think, I mean, I there's think... this. I totally agree with with everything you're saying, John. Yeah, yeah the, the the data lore stuff was extremely poignant, extremely mm-hmm. emotional, extremely just good. I mean, yeah, that finally the fans can be like. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, right? They're the the, the two sides of the same coin, right? Yes. Lore is the extreme in one way. Yes. Data is the extreme in the other way. And finally, after all this time, they come together to create the android that should have been created in the first place. 
Yeah, that soon know, wanted to create. That soon really, really wanted to create. And that it took his son slash grandson to create the body and the vessel with his own things to make that happen. And then in turn, them data figuring out what needed to happen for them to become one. And so that, in a way, Lore's not really gone. He's just a part of him. And like, but it was also kind of that that same idea of like what happens when family members die, right? Family members are always going to be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be in our hearts. They're always going to be there. But they're never, even though they're gone, they're not gone. You know, and Lore's not gone. He's, but he's gone. And it's that, it was that kind of that android version of death and how that happened, which was done beautifully and very well done. Yeah. You know, I mean, just super cool. And to see what data becomes after that. And, you know, like, hey, you used contractions. No, I didn't. You just did it again. Like, you know, like, you know, like, it was. He that. knows he's doing it, but. Right. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, 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 he's kayfaving yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, apparently, I also understand humor now. Like, you know, <laughs> it's it's those things that were super cool and a lot of fun and really creative. I really liked a lot. So, you know, I, I would say those are those are the highlight moments for me in this episode. Um, was there anything else that stood out to you, Triple D? The death of Attic. Mm. The, the 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 death of Attic that really stood out for. And I mean, I think and seven standing off the Shaw, telling her my name is not Hanson. It's mm. seven of nine. Mm. So the, to me, those are the you know those are the and then at the end, Shaw once again relenting respect to to seven, basically mm-hmm. giving her the opportunity for the kill. Right. So, you know, that's and I, I'm looking forward to see in this in this in the Star Trek Legacy series that relationship. So to me, I, I think those are the highlights of the I think the entire episode is there's not a bad thing in the entire episode. Right. They it was perfect because you had you had despair, hope, and it was just like it's just like an original series episode, like a, like a next generation episode. Mm-hmm. It's track. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Well balanced too. Yeah. Not overly actiony, but not yeah. overly dialogue or dramatic heavy. It was well balanced, and the flow of it was really really good. Paced out well, story told well. Like we were we were I forget maybe halfway in or like and I felt like it was getting close to the end. It was like. Oh, we got more to go. Okay, this is cool. Good. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you're watching the part with Jack and Deanna, and then it's like, I, like I felt like, oh, man, like, we could have gone more. No, like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. So, no. Like, that, like, that's it. Can't think of any higher than that. Right. But here's the thing. Knowing this, next week, or, or well, today is, what, Tuesday the 11th. So, in two days' time, we're going to watch episode nine. Knowing that it's a two-part series and finale, so that means nine and ten are meant to be one episode. But so we're what's be... behind the red door? Uh, so I can't say. Look, I may have watched the trailer for for the next episode, Vox, and um, I do know that the vines are connection. Is what they mentioned, um, and I do know a little bit that they're going to Frontier Day. And because it's all a big sham and they're going to, it's a devastating blow to the fleet. I do know that. Um, and it looks like they have to abandon the Titan 
because ships are getting overrun or something. Their system gets overrun. So, look, I see, I, I've seen the trailer a little bit, so I have an idea. But what's behind the red not, door? I'm, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm going in as a virgin. Yeah. So I, I do know, my... I do know this that Deanna sees what's behind the red door, and she in real life runs. And she says, "I'm sorry." And Jack's like, "What did you see? Like, what did you see?" So, uh, so there's that. Okay. I, I didn't know. All that. right, I think. So look, I think we should. Uh, I don't think I don't think we take him any higher than that, John. No, I, I think so. The only thing we could take higher is the track wreck that you have. The track wreck, yes, we got to go with the track wreck. So, James, if you can play that beautiful track wreck. Uh, music right here. My track wreck is something crazy. My track wreck is something that I love. Okay. It is none other than, guys, go to Redbubble and type in Star Trek. And you will get a phone case like this. The carbobite might maneuver. Ooh. Star Trek ship hosting. That's how I even found out about Redbubble was from the Facebook group Star Trek ship hosting. They had someone took a, a photo of this, and the link was there to Redbubble. I went to, I got that, and also too, my phone case, my man Worf, judging you in Klingon. Nice. So guys, I recommend if you want to show your trackdom, you want to do it in a smart ass way. Yeah. Because we're all swarmy smart ass Star Trek fans. Go to Red Bell, Go to Redbubble. And tell you the truth, the, the, the turnaround on stuff is pretty good too. You know, like I ordered it and then three or four days later it came like you know, it was thick. So I had it like in a week. So and John is going, he's he he's there. Look, right there. The Riker sitting. Yeah, the Riker <laughs> mounting the chair. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's it's great stuff. A Borkat sticker. Borkat, you know, a they, Starfleet they dab- okay, look, Starfleet greeting card. That's super cool. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, I'd be and, down and, that. and the prices aren't bad either. I mean, yeah. So, so like, okay, let's go. Do, 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 do. See, there's there's lots of t-shirts. Kapla, mm-hmm. you know, data with spot. Um, beat me up, Scotty. Oh, retro classic t-shirt. Yeah. You know, uh, man, there's a lot. Oh. Earl Grey tea, Earl Grey hot coasters, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, stickers. Oh, a red alert sticker. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, this is a this is a D. Let's see, what is this? It's a D, but it doesn't say. Oh, it's pin. a pin. Yeah, an Enterprise D pin. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> Go, Go away, Erected uh, Gino. Uh, all kinds of fun. Look, there's all kinds of cool things. I want to. I want to see phone cases. Let's, yeah, let's phone case is crazy. Let's see. Oh, look at that. That's super cool. You got the engineering, and you've got the science. science. 
And oh, well, okay, they're shipped ones, dude. They got a lot uh, of shipped ones. Oh man, they might Ooh. have defiant. They they should have defiant on there. Look at that. Um, yeah, I gotta find my phone though. Like, oh, it's only iPhone and Samsung cases. They don't have Google Pixel. Never is, know. Eh, no, well, that's I'm looking at the filters. Oh, okay. Yeah, phone cases, iPhone cases, Samsung cases. Oh, I see. So, um, yeah, Spock. Oh my gosh, that one, that Art Deco one's really, yeah. Really cool. I mean, they got some really nice. Fo- and they got the, the card face palm. Yeah, yeah. There you, you know, go. I mean, I, so to me, you know, to me because because I'm a smart ass Star Trek fan. That's why I got the judging you and Klingon one yeah. and Badgy because because I'm swarmy when it when it comes to Star Trek. Yeah. This is cool. It's a dream catcher, but shaped like the Enterprise. Yep. I like that. Like, like okay, now I might have fallen down a rabbit hole here. There it um, is, judging you in Klingon. Yes. 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 Oh my God. Ah, oh. All the ships. It's got all, all the ships. ships. All the got, ships. It's got the fat one. It's got, it's got the fat one. It's got the, I just, it still cracks me up. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's 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 ah. crazy. Captain's log. Captain's idol. The captain's log. Uh, oh man, yeah. Works bar. Yeah, look, hit it, hit it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Pike. Yeah. All so, right. So they basically have everything for every Star Trek fan. They have Discovery. They have original series. They touch on mm-hmm. a lot of stuff too. And also too, you know, they also have all that. You know, they have all the Pride stuff too for everyone that's, you know, that's. That's that orientation. You can mm-hmm. rock that, you know, and show and show that off to being a Star Trek fan. It's, it's a, it's, it's great. And once again, if you're a swarmy ship talking Star Trek fan, go there and get your merch because believe me, it's worth it. So yeah. I recommend Redbubble and look at Star Trek merchandise. You will not be disappointed. I right, look. Look, I see some stuff there, and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I can do that. That I'd was a that was a world class track wreck right there. Oh, that is that is high dollar. <laughs> there might be some stickers or pins that might make an appearance. Yeah, uh, I know. At my house. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna put Badgy on. Badgy mm-hmm. might go on the truck, or Badgy might go on one of the cars. I don't know. We'll see. There we go. That'll do. That'll do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is, I think, Triple D, that's all the time we've got. I think got. that's a wrap, baby. I think that's a wrap, baby. Baby, baby. baby. This is a but wrap, baby. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Because we got places to go, people to yeah. see, baby, because there's time for that. I got food trucks to go eat You got at. food trucks to go to. I got to go to yeah. So listen, guys, you know where to follow us. You know, we have the J. Reezy Men, Twitter, and all the social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram at Demetrius9778 because I love Instagram. Also, two guys, mental health. You know, if you are experiencing mental health issues, email John at Freedom House. He will help you help you get through whatever you're going through or will find help around where you are. Guys, do not neglect your mental health. It is important. Okay. I understand, you know, you know, just you know, uh, shovel, shovel crap. Carry water, chop wood. I get it. You know, do the work. This, but listen, man, you gotta take your mental health seriously because it's a big part of you, and it can dictate how you're gonna be that day. Because if you're depressed, 
and you have suicidal thoughts, you're not going to be productive. You're not going to be able mm -hmm. to do anything. Get help for it, guys. Talk to it. Your life is important. Every life yeah. is important. We don't want to see anybody, you know, go before their time because they did not get mental health help. So get a hold of John. Freedom House, they do a lot of great things down there in Texas. And, John, what is the month this this, this month, John? So this month is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So um, we're raising awareness for those who have experienced sexual assault. Uh, I don't like to call them victims. I like to call them survivors because mm -hmm. victims is, you know, the, it's a negative connotation. They're survivors. Yes, they're strong. They're moving forward from uh, what they've experienced, and they're not letting it control them. And so uh, we, you know, we're talking about those journeys of people who are dealing with uh, at the end of the month for here at Freedom House. And we'll probably post it live on our on our Facebook page for Freedom House. We're going to have a vigil uh, where we're raising awareness, not only for victims of sexual assault, but domestic violence and other crimes in the area. And on Tuesday, uh, the 25th from 6 to 8 p.m., uh, it'll be at the DOS Center if you live in the area. But if not, we'll stream it live on Facebook and we're going to have a live butterfly release or we'll have butterflies that will be let go in honor of our people. Yeah. We'll have speakers. We'll have um, a, a local high school choir um, singing and doing a performance. Uh, one of the local organizations will be providing refreshments for the live event. But it's going to be a good time. We read the names of victims of crime. Um, we talk about those people uh, and, and raise awareness and remember them for, for what they've experienced. But also, too, to celebrate the fact that they're not victims, they're survivors and they're moving exactly. forward. And so um, that, that we still live life and we don't let the criminals win a second time mm -hmm. by letting them, you know, keep us from living life. And so uh, I'm looking, it's just one of my favorite things that we do every year. We also have law enforcement appreciation uh, luncheon that we do, uh, which will be at the end of the month as well. Um, that is always great. We bring in our local law enforcement from around the area and we provide uh, like breakfast and lunch. So we kind of do a brunch thing with them. And uh, so that'll be great to be able to show support for exactly. our um, you know, law enforcement that day. And then one more thing, if I remember, it is, it's either, no, it's not the 25th, it's the 26th. 26th of April is denim day. Uh, for that day, you wear denim. All, I mean, if you have an all denim outfit, go for it. But the Indian whole tuxedo, yeah, buddy. But the only the reason why we wear denim is because in Italy, back in two thousand and one, I remember correctly, or something along those lines, the Italian Supreme Court overturned a rape charge on a gentleman because they said the woman's jeans that she was wearing caused him to rape her. What? Yes, and so. In oh protest, my God! Yes, in protest of that, the area, the the organizations in, the, in Italy wore denim to show that it doesn't matter, and of course, it shouldn't matter what a woman is wearing. Um, she deserves to wear whatever she wants, and nobody is asking for anything when they are wearing whatever they choose to wear. Exactly, that doesn't give you the right to go and do that. So, in honor of that, and to show solidarity that it's okay to wear whatever you want on that day, wear denim. You know, and so, what day is denim day again? Uh, that is April 26th. April 26th. So, guys, remember, April yeah. 26th, Denim Day. Yeah. Put your jeans on, put whatever on, and, and they can take pictures. They can post it on yes. social media, hashtag Denim Day. Right. But also, too, when you post it, give a reason why you're posting it. 
Yeah. Say the reason why you're wearing the denim because of an Italian Supreme Court case overturning a rape charge because the jeans she was wearing. Guys, that's not right. So, John, make sure you remind me when you get close to April 20th. Yeah, no. I will do it. I will post on Instagram. I'll post on Facebook. I don't post a lot, guys. So, this is going to be. This is going to be an event. So. Right. Yeah. The, you know, the, so, it's basically, I'm, yeah, it, it's April 26th. I, like, I'm, I went ahead and came and looked it up um, just to make sure. But it is April 26th all day. And to, to basically, it, like I said, it, it, it takes place usually the last Wednesday of April with, uh, for Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but the 26th this year. And it's the idea that we're wearing denim to combat victim blaming and educators, others about what happened with sexual assault of violence. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but here's the history. Of the, I'm sorry, it was 92 in Rome. An 18-year-old girl was raped by a 45-year-old driving instructor who was taking her to her very first driving lesson. He took her to an isolated road, pulled her out of the car, removed her jeans, and forcefully raped her. She reports the rape, and the perpetrator is arrested. And then in 99, he appeals, and the Italian high court overturned his release because of the jeans she was wearing. So... Um, so in 99, Dim Day was started in Los Angeles. Um, uh, that because the victim wore very tight jeans, uh, and had to help him remove them by removing Jeline, she was no longer uh, a rape but consensual sex. Um, and so that's kind of the idea that's come from behind it. So from uh, this day forward in 2011 is when it started to be a, uh, a day of remembrance and awareness. Uh, in 2011 for uh, Denim Day. And then uh, 2014, uh, the the brand Guest became the official fashion sponsor of Denim Day. Um, yeah. Good so, on Guest. You know, so it's a, it's, it's a very real thing. So when you do um, post, like you said, like you said, when you take your pictures of Denim and you go forward with that, um, you're doing it because you want to raise awareness to stop victim blaming and, um, and and raising awareness for sexual assault. So uh, it's, you know, it's a big day. It's a big deal um, mm-hmm. and for us as we raise awareness. We started the month with Wear Teal Day. It's usually, it's always the first Tuesday of April um, where you, you wear your teal, take a picture of it, post selfies of it and all that. If you missed out on it, that's okay. We have denim day at the end of the month on um, Wednesday, April 26th. Wear your denim, take your pictures, post your selfies, and let people know why you're doing it. So, um, and that the, that's the small history, the the abbreviated history behind why we do it. So, yeah. Um, so, but thank you for that, sir. I appreciate no that. Problem, as well. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 always good because you know it's uh, what you do is very is, is good work and it should be it, it should be known. So, guys, remember April 26th. Get those Canadian tuxedos ready, okay? Get them ready. Take pictures of them and post, okay? Because we gotta stop this thing of people blaming what people, other people are wearing. It's not what they're wearing; it's the person. The person's a piece of crap for going and doing it, okay? So mm-hmm. let's, so you know, let's do it. You know, let's all. This is this is a cause that everybody can rally behind. And uh, hey, I'll be mm-hmm. doing it. I'll be. I'll be putting on my sexiest pair of jeans and putting them on Facebook and be like, guess what, bitches? Denim day. Read the description. So, hey. And on that note, John, John, we have taken them to places 
all places here on the show. Picard, we've talked about everything, Star Trek news, a little, you know, a little bit of wrestling, and a little bit of real life. Mm-hmm. And I learned something new. April 26th, I learned something new. So, guys, you know, we'll be back here next week. The Academy, well, we're going to be discussing part one of the season of the season finale forever of Picard. So, guys, same bad time, same bad channel. Live long and prosper, everybody, and we'll see y'all next week in the Academy. We'll